Welcome to Life Point with your host, Pastor Tom Doherty. Good morning, folks, and Lord bless you. Thanks for joining me today. Unfortunately, I've had this cold, and boy, yesterday I was going to do some shows, but I could not cough. I mean, I could cough. I was coughing constantly. I could not not cough, and so I'm going to try to make it through today, and hopefully I won't cough, but I hope that you're doing well, and I hope that God is near you and uh, leading you each and every day. Our Heavenly Father, bless this day and bless all that takes place. May the glory of God shine through, and may we be a living witness for you every day, everywhere we go. Lord, we love you. I give you thanks for the day. In Jesus' name, amen. Well, there's a small art organization that goes into public schools and in rough areas of cities and teaches therapy so that the kids that maybe have never had a chance to process their life or environment can do it through what they draw and create. Each day when they go into the class, they close their eyes and they enter imagination Station. I kind of like that. Imagination station. There's times in my like life that I that I've just sat and imagined, sat and daydreamed and thought about things. But there they have no limits to what they can do and nothing to hold them back from their potential. Imagination is a powerful because it invites us into a new story. Before we can imagine what Jesus had for others, let's look at what God had imagined for Jesus. And that is where we find ourselves in Matthew chapter 2 and 3. There are a few things we need to know before we dive in, and I'll share those in a moment after prayer. Our Heavenly Father, lead us this day. Open our hearts, open our minds, that we may follow you in every way. In Jesus' name, amen. Between the end of the second and the third, in the beginning of the third chapter, a lot has transpired. In in the end of the chapter two, we are told that Joseph and Mary moved to a small village called Nazareth. Jesus was raised there, and we don't hear anything else about his raising except when he was 12. And we see in the Gospel of Luke about him teaching in the temple while his parents had left and were looking for him. In Matthew 3, Jesus is now an adult, and his cousin John the Baptist is preparing the way, in the, the way for the time when Jesus will begin his public ministry. John played a key role in preparing for Jesus' ministry, as invited to imagine one would come and bring even more than repentance, but would bring truth of future, prepared for each and every one who believed in his name. Jesus The life-changing element in our life starts changing our world. Listen to John the Baptist's words in John chapter 3, verse 11 for 15. And this is, actually, this is Jesus' words in chapter, verse 11. He says, Truly, truly, I say to you, we speak that which we know and bear witness to which we have seen, and you do not receive our witness. If I told you earthly things and you do not believe, how shall you believe if I tell you heavenly things? And no one has ascended into heaven, but he who descended from heaven, even the Son of Man. And as Moses lifted up the serpent in the wilderness, even so the Son of Man must be lifted up, that whoever believes may in him have eternal life, may in him have eternal life. So many people thought John the Baptist was the promised Messiah. 
And people would come and see this John the Baptist. And, of course, he was a interested character, you know, dressed in in those camel hair and all sorts of, he probably looked like uh, old days hippie. But uh, that was John the Baptist. But people would hear what he was doing, and, and many people were thinking he was a Christ. But he was telling the people that he wasn't even worry, uh, worthy of, to carry the sandals of the one who was coming. He said he will baptize you with Holy Spirit and fire. In other words, when you believe in Jesus with an incredible moment and a moment of that power of Almighty God becomes a part of you. John felt unworthy of baptizing Jesus. Jesus' example was set by his baptism. Now, listen to how that went down. John chapter 3, verse 16 and 17, when I think you'll recognize this. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son... Whoever believes in him should not perish, but have everlasting life. For God did not send the Son into the world to judge the world, but that the world should be saved through him. Yes, that the world would be saved through him. You see, Jesus' obedience to God revealed what God imagined for him. It was in that moment we hear some things that our Heavenly Father Uh, from our Heavenly Father's heart for Jesus. We see God identifies with us through Jesus. You know, and that's what we have to understand. Sometimes we forget about those things. We just kind of go on in life. We don't think about that process. Well, God had a great plan, and the plan is being fulfilled. Listen to the Apostle Paul's words. I can't hardly speak today. This cold thing is getting to me, I think. Chapter 3, verse 26 through 29, he says, For you are all sons of God through faith in Christ Jesus. For all of you who were baptized into Christ have clothed yourself with Christ. There is neither Jew or Greek. There is neither slave nor free man. There is neither male nor female. For you are all one in Christ Jesus. And you belong to Christ. Then you are Abraham's offspring, heirs according to promise. The Apostle Paul's words. That's an incredible promise to cling to. It doesn't matter where you work where you went to school, what you make at your job, or what you wear. God identifies with you. He wants you to completely identify with him. When you identify with Jesus, you have the privilege of being led by him, directed by his path. Many times on a job site, you get perks. Many times at work and in an eating establishment, you get free food. How fun would that be? You know, uh, my daughter for years ago worked in the coffee industry in uh, Pocatello, and one of her perks, excuse the, the humor, is free coffee. <laughs> perks, I get it, humor, free coffee. People who work for some cell phone companies get free cell phones. When you commit to following Jesus with your life, God calls you his child. He identifies with you and calls you his his very own. And boy, that's a that's a great thing to do. When you commit to following Jesus, that's what it's about. Yet some are not living out the identity that God has given them. We are weighed down with anxiety, wrecked with fear, wrestling with purpose, and racing through life, barely holding on. Rather than living out your identity as a child of God, many are living as a slave to the world because we give in to all the world's situations. You know, it's time to pull out. It's time to say, you know what? Enough is enough. No longer do I want to be a slave to this world. At the time Jesus came to John, John didn't fully understand why Jesus wanted to to baptize by him. But Jesus knew this action of baptism would validate 
all of John's teachings and point to Jesus as the one who is even greater than he. Jesus was the one who had baptized with the Holy Spirit, but only if, in his humanity, he remained obedient to the Father's will. We do not need to be embarrassed by living obediently to the things of God. There is no greater thing in our lives than to be called a child of the King. Our identity should be connected to Jesus. In fact, listen to what Jesus said to his disciples in Matthew sixteen twenty four. Then Jesus said to his disciples, whoever wants to be my disciples must deny themselves and take up their cross and follow me. Jesus wanted the disciples to understand that serving him meant denying themselves and doing whatever it takes to follow him. And many times that's giving up those things that come well on the, and comes to us that we want. And we giving up those things for the cross. Too many people want the best of both worlds. Well, I want to live in the world, but I want to be of the world. I don't want to throw things out. You know, I just want to do these things. You know, I'm telling you, folks, we've got to make good decisions. God is is counting on us to make good decisions in our life. You know, he identifies with us through Jesus, and we have to understand that. But we need to imagine it. In fact, I'm this. I think this next few days, what I'm going to be talking about is this week, I should say, just about imagining, imagining the power of God. I think in a couple of days I'll be talking about imagining what God can do when we put our faith and trust in him because we get ourselves worked up and we get ourselves going down the path of an everyday life and all these things coming our way. We have all these issues. We have to deal with how we're going to put food on our table. I mean, just think, folks, I am I'm probably like you, devastated over the Ukraine situation. Just so sad that the people in Ukraine have been ravished and that they are, they're starving and they've had to move away. Over 10 million of them had to move out of the country. And just, I mean, amazing numbers of people. And uh, I just... I just can't even hardly fathom that. At least that's the numbers I heard. I mean, don't quote me on that for sure, but I know it's somewhere like that. But it's it's uh, it's crazy. And but their whole land that you look at the pictures of the devastation. That's going to cost billions to build back, and years and years and years. I don't, we don't get it because people follow evil. People follow evil dictatorship. People follow the world versus following Jesus Christ who has come to overcome the world. People, are you putting your faith and trust in him? Do you believe that he's there for you? Do you believe that he died for your sins and he rose again? I believe that your life could be changed forever if you just put your faith and trust in him. If you haven't today, I want you to pray this short prayer with me and say, Jesus, I love you. Jesus, I thank you for life. And Jesus, forgive me of all my sins. And come into my life at this moment. Come into my life and be a part of who I am. Jesus, I need you. Every hour I need you. God, help me. May this be a new start for me, a new beginning for me. I ask these things in Jesus' name. Amen. I hope you prayed that prayer. If you don't know Jesus as Lord and Savior, if you have, You believe in Jesus. You are a child of God. You are heaven bound. You're on a one-way ticket to heaven. Now begins the growth process, being faithful in the word of God, faithful to a house of God, faithful living out 
the precepts that Jesus Christ lays out in the Word of God. He wants us all to imagine what we could do with Him on our side. I pray God gives you a great day. Lord bless you. Stay healthy. I'm trying to get healthy, but you guys stay healthy. Have a great day. Bye. Life Point is a ministry of the Cloverdale Church of God. If you would like a copy of today's broadcast or would like more information about the church, please call us at 208-362-1700 or write to Cloverdale Church of God, 3755 South Cloverdale Road, Boise, Idaho, 83709. You may also visit us at our website, www.cloverdalechurch.org. Thank you for listening and have a blessed day.